0: Black boy Black 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 boy
1: Black 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 boy Black 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 boy Black 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 boy Black black what is up everybody my name is james defiori and this is Bald. i have been off for i don't know 10 days or something like that um and it was an unplanned hiatus and uh there are several <laughs> reasons why and i'll probably get into none of them um but let's just say this there was a time when i was on the dean blundell show when i would have um, certain, like, a, you know, uh, two or three days strung together. And then I would literally like, like I'd have a ferocious fight and then sit down and be like three, two, one. And I would try, try to like muscle through it without letting people know that I was completely, um, messed up. So instead of doing that, I decided to take, uh, some time off and it was almost preemptive. It's almost like I knew there was going to be some sort of madness during that time period. And there was, and I'm back and, um, yeah um that's life um but to come back properly i didn't want to have a politician i didn't want to have uh, a journalist um you know and as much as i enjoy doing the work and i'm going to continue to do the work uh with the plymouth brethren christian church i didn't want to have that topic either so i i thought i would invite someone to the show um that would make me laugh even when he's not trying and his name is spencer rice aka spenny spenny how you doing buddy
2: I'm well, James. Glad you're
1: back. Thank you very much. Um, it's funny. I was I was looking at your tweets today, and a couple of them kind of caught my eye. And um, this one was the first one. It was just talking about this guy who was talking about, I think it was a quote. I don't know who said it, but it was like, we're a student newspaper, and our demographic just doesn't read print. It hasn't read print for years, actually. We're not reaching our target audience. It's sad because print is so cool. First of all, they talk about print like it's vinyl, which is hilarious to me because maybe it is by now. And then you say, sometimes I think about all the businesses' products that have been obliterated or hurt by smartphones. It's mind blowing. When is the last time anyone bought an alarm clock or calculator or calendar or vibrator? Now, (laughs) one of those things is not like the other. Um, now, is it because of the vibrating setting that a phone has, or because you can or like what is the?
2: Was is, that, a, is that the
1: idea? It
2: was just a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just... the, the the ultimate post wasn't a joke because it is mind blowing when you think about what these smartphones can do uh, yeah. and how it might have. I'm just guessing. I don't. I'm not an expert in anything really. Okay. Uh, but you know, I certainly haven't. I use a calculator on this. I set my schedule on this. I do my phone calls on this. You know, it's a computer, basically, right?
1: So, we were... uh, So, the vibrate...
2: uh, Yeah. I was just trying to think of something that isn't really... And then I didn't realize, of course, that they do vibrate. So, I thought maybe that'll work as a joke. I'm
1: sure there's a whole religion based on it, based on vibrating cell phones and sitting on them in mass. And I don't know. Um, The... But the, I used to say that it's impossible since the um, since the invention of smartphones that either chicken wing sales have gone down or wet nap sales must be through the roof. It has to be one or the other, right? Because we use our smartphones. Chicken wings uh, exist. I, I mean, unless we're all slobs.
2: I, I'm not getting what you're saying because... Because you have to use uh, your hand...
1: You know, when you when you chicken fingers, you can't use your hands or anything unless you have a wet nap. So you're either not going to order the chicken fingers because everyone uses their phone at the table. Oh, I see. Or you're going to use an alarming amount of wet naps because we're all addicted to our phones. You know.
2: Well, you're talking to a guy who famously, or slightly famously, eats uh, cheese popcorn with a spoon, and to this day, everybody still makes fun of me, but
1: to me, it's like (laughs) I'm about to. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah no i mean you get all that crap on your fingers who wants that shit uh, just,
1: yeah that you know, orange just, shit yeah yeah we should talk about which, that by the way, shit. used to
2: be which by the way used to be actual cheese until frito lay or one of those monster companies bought it and now they use powdered fake uh, flavored cheese
1: what so the the cheese from like the 80s was real yeah that was, i almost that, think that's worse like
2: The real cheese is worse than the powdery stuff
1: in a mass produced factory product like chips. Maybe. I don't know how real cheese could be. You know, they would have to be loaded with preservatives. Anyways, they were probably just trying to make it lighter and less expensive. I I
2: thought uh, for some reason, smart food when it first came out was sort of a healthy alternative to chips and it had a lot of salt in it. I'll give you that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm an expert in nothing. Absolutely, you, nothing. you don't
1: have to keep saying that. It's okay. We we no, can just no. I,
2: I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, but uh, I think I'm right. I go with uh, what they call uh, intuition. Very intuitive. Yes. yes. About all yes. kinds of things. And
1: uh, I, the craft um, dinner has that same kind of powdery, kind of fake, whatever it is. And <laughs> I realized the other day that my my kids are notoriously picky. And it was funny because I, when um, Anthony Bourdain was still alive, he was talking about how his daughter. I mean, he's a great chef, and his daughter was like eating chicken fingers, basically religiously, and only until she was like six or something or seven. And my kids are eight and six. And um, I realized the other day that the discernment that they develop is based on fake craft dinner. So, like, you cannot get away with serving kids that know, uh, like, some sort of substitute right. craft dinner. Their right. palate as unsophisticated it's it might seem refined. to us yes. is refined enough to to notice if something is just a little bit different.
2: And of um, course in the United States, they call it Mac and cheese. It's the same stuff. Yes. Like yes. I grew up I'm Canadian, so it's always been craft dinner for me. And then there was Kraft dinner deluxe. Do you remember that?
1: Yep. I sure With do.
2: And the little can and it had a, the, more of a sort of cheese whizzy kind of thing to it. Not
1: yeah. It was so, a little too much. It's like nacho cheese or something. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm um, speaking of uh, things that are greasy and orange. Um, I saw you <laughs> comment. <laughs> let's go. Let's move on to the Trump family. So today, the uh, New York Attorney General uh, basically announced charges of fraud against the entire family. To which Barron was like, "Because huh. <laughs> that <guy laughs> never get." Yeah, he's like eight feet tall. I think he's still twelve. I don't know how old he is, right? But like, I, I, I have a fear that that guy. I, I hope that guy ends up being like. You know, either, you know, just has a quiet life and it's peaceful or will will be the worst one out of all of them. It would just be interesting to see. Well, that, I like uh, that Mary Trump.
2: I don't know if you follow her at all. She's is uh, that the sister. It's his uh, her, his niece. And oh. she's uh, uh, some kind of doctor. And she's just I read her book and uh, she's I follow her on Twitter. Uh, she's gay. She's really smart. I think she's a, uh, a, a not a psychiatrist, but a, a, a what are they called? The other uh,
1: psychotherapist.
2: Yeah, like a, a therapist of some kind and um, a psychologist. But she's really smart and she's got tremendous insight, obviously, into that family. Yeah. And she's as anti-Trump as anybody. Uh, and she's great. People should follow her, Mary Trump, and and buy her book. She's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um. I like that all this stuff playing out in in public. I think I share a concern of yours, though, that you mentioned briefly off air, which is that and and it's weird because you you almost can't placate the like the January 6th type um, cultural movement that seems to be taking place in Canada as well the whole, you know, the, the, the mega, like everyone, like Justin Trudeau's a traitor and a dictator. Those people are just not either. They're not just well-versed and they're also ideological and everything like that. But the, the whole idea of, of taking Trump down, even if he deserves it, it like you think the same way I do. I think it has potential blowback, doesn't it?
2: Well, I think the, I, I you know, I said to you before, which is, uh, I'm not all altogether that celebratory about what happened, because anybody who does a little bit of research into the man uh, and his business practices from before he was president till today knows that he's and I've been saying it for a long time. So basically, my my issues with Trump isn't policy, per se, uh, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm grown up enough and mature enough to know that not everybody's going to think the same policies are good. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. I was always against the man and his his uh, lack of ethics his lack of character uh his bullying so this isn't a surprise to me if anything it's happened way too late like and he's still going to delay this to god knows how you know how long before he'll ever get real accountability what I do like about this is the humiliating aspect of it uh, and the fact that, you know, people who have said, like myself, that he's a grifter and a conman and uh, was, wasn't was a great businessman, and it's all been bullshit. I mean, I think that even though he's still got to go to court and everything's be- basically alleged here, uh, but it's pretty clear to me that he's all those things. And anybody that can't accept that is is either have blinders on or they're willfully, uh, uh, willfully, I wouldn't say ignore it, they're just... You know, they don't care about ethics whatsoever because they don't uh, care
1: about hypocrisy either. Like I've seen countless interviews with like with with someone interviewing a Trump fan and being like, would you would you want Hillary Clinton to resign if she did this, this and this? And they're always like, yes, of course. Yes. And then they're like, oh, those are the three things that Trump did. Do you want him out of office?" They're like, no.
2: Like, I don't see a problem with
1: that. They're like, I just like them.
2: That works both ways, unfortunately. Hypocrisy is not just on the Republicans. But I do think that, uh, for example, uh, you know, people dig criminality. And if you look at the United States specifically, it's a country that really doesn't like government, generally speaking, right? uh and uh the way they their country formed was a sort of fuck you to britain and they started yeah. their own thing so i i don't think ever, people talk about it as as much but uh and i i know about it from what i saw with wrestling when you know there was a time when i was young where there was a clear delineation between good and bad and then people uh, started Nikolai
1: talking, yeah.
2: yeah, And then people started to like the bad guy because let's face it, the bad guy's more entertaining. They're <laughs> more fun to watch. Uh, so I think that, that, the that, that, that an element of that is they just dig that. He's just like, uh, fuck you basically to, uh, laws to, to any kind of, uh, you know, bridle on his, uh, ego. Mm-hmm. So this has got to be, uh, Humiliating for him personally, which is what I'm happy about, because I think he actually he's so thin skinned. He probably is upset that some of these rubes who believe he's all these things are going to hopefully snap out of it, though most probably won't. Uh, But the other thing is and why I'm so uh, not celebratory is that, you know, the cancer is now spread. Uh, and it, it, it's not all Trump, right? I mean, we can't blame everything on Trump. This has been happening for a long time in the U.S. Uh, he accelerated it, probably. Uh, and he made it fashionable. What, yeah, and, and what, the it I'm talking about is just sort of this uh, la- lack of uh, facts, you know? that, that mm-hmm. I mean, if the, if we can't agree on that, I'm not saying anything original here. If we can't agree on what truth is and what facts are, how can you possibly have a a, a nation that that's meaningful or, uh, you know, you have to there has to be some sense of of that. And it seems to me and I'm not talking about all Republicans, but the Trumpians, uh, the Trumpers are completely uh, and and the anti-vax people and they're in Canada, too. I mean, it's it's the cancer is metastasized. There's no question about it. And uh, if Trump doesn't go away, we maybe end up with DeSantis, who's probably better. But you know, <laughs> we, the fight never ends. I guess is what I'm yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, it's funny that the guy that just, possibly criminally, sent uh, documented workers by the thousands to other states fraudulently, just as a joke.
2: But they love it. I mean, there's two things at play here. The only way I can is that they hate liberals. Yeah. These people, they hate liberals. So owning the libs is, is become, you know, and and though I hate what he did, DeSantis, with with what he did with the migrants. I mean, it's clever. I, Trump claimed it was his idea. I don't know if you saw that. He was no. about DeSantis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a great PR move. You know, however,
1: they he might be charged. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because they though they sent them to the wrong spot. They 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 sent some to Wisconsin, whatever. But when they sent them to Martha's Vineyard as the joke, because that's the yeah. what the the ground zero of rich elite yeah. liberals. Where Obama
2: right? has a, a home, yes. Right, right,
1: and um, and they they sent them there, but they didn't realize, I don't think at the time, that Massachusetts has a state law that uh talks about the protection of the rights of documented workers like this. Right. And it, and it turns out they, they could even be charged with some sort of form of kidnapping by fraudulently telling someone that this is where they're supposed to go and they're not supposed to go there. And then they end, it ends up costing money. It ends up, I don't remember what it's called because like, kidnapping comes with forcible confinement. It's not that one. It's like a coercive one. Um, <clears throat> and I think um, it's funny if you read it in a story but when you actually start to like unpack like what happened to these people the fact that they're laughing at them like did you see tucker carlson snicker like the i mean that he's, guy
2: he's a, he is he uh, is you know i i have so much distaste for that guy yeah. uh he's disgusting but you know he's also very good tucker i saw an interview with him where it was he was a liberal guy that was interviewing him a guy on the left and and tucker owned him i hate to use the owning thing but that's <laughs> what he did uh, and it was a lot to do with how bad the guy on the left was he didn't know how to respond you know properly yeah. to the things he was saying he was trying to bully him but he couldn't so you know this is this is where we are this is what's happening and, uh, you know again people love it I mean there's just a section of people that just love what DeSantis did and and they don't give a fuck about anything and they could argue and you could argue that there these people might be better off for having this having that done to them right they went to martha's vineyard where they were well first of all they're trying to get out of where they came from right which is venezuela which is like but they
1: weren't they weren't immigrants or refugees they were actually documented they weren't there illegally
2: i thought they were uh claiming uh what do they call it when you want to escape a country Uh, yeah
1: but they were in the the paperwork process so they were fine at that point yeah
2: yeah they were legal i don't know it's just it's just, you know, it's just it, just, it seems just racist. this is the thing. I mean, I grew up with Kenny versus Spenny, uh, obviously. And, you know, to a great extent, I'm I was heartbroken uh, by the fact that people love Kenny so much. I love Kenny. You know what I mean? But they know I'm only from the show. And in my opinion, he behaved horribly on that show uh, in terms of ethics. Right. So if ethics yeah. doesn't matter anymore, I'm a kind of anachronistic old guy, I guess. And, and I, those kinds of things kind of matter to me. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect or I, I I don't try to cheat sometimes or I don't, you know, try to do what everybody does. But you're talking about leaders of countries. And yeah, I don't know. I'm old fashioned, I guess that way. But uh, Trump is just a nasty, nasty human being. I, the worst thing I read about him before he was ever president was this article and. I don't know it could have been vanity fair just about how he used the legal system to shut people up uh oh, yeah. who were trying to rightfully say that he was a fraudster uh I mean just completely burying them and this has happened to me uh, completely burying them in in legal uh, work that they couldn't afford so they go yeah. away
1: but, you can't I, do you that know. in Canada anymore there's an anti-slap yeah. law yeah. yeah so that's yeah that, that but that and was I, his tactic
2: Canada's you know I was divorced in the United States it's a lot better to get divorced here as bad as that is period
1: yeah California you have to have
2: some kind of mediation here I it happened to me in the states and it was an overwhelmingly horrendous experience
1: yeah and this especially in California you know there's that uh... that's
2: where I got that's where I was I was in like downtown Los Angeles court it was honestly I I don't want to get into it it was just awful. just an awful experience.
1: If you won't talk about my wife, I won't talk about your ex-wife. No, we'll I'm just, not, I'm we'll not saying it.
2: anything about her. I'm just talking oh, about okay. the system. Right. Right. It's not It's not based on uh, resolving conflict. It's based on keeping the conflict going so that the lawyers can continue to make money. And- yeah. The,
1: the kids in the hall guy, I always forget his name, Foley. Yeah. that's, that's it, that. That's a divorce case that I always think of when I think of California divorce law because – He was uh, married to someone for like a minute. It was like a year or something, but he was doing news radio at the time. Yeah. And he was making news radio money. So the judge was like, okay, so I don't know how many years, I don't know if it's in perpetuity or whatever it is, but two years later he had, didn't have news radio anymore, but he still had to pay as if the scale of, you know, that. uh, Well, you can, you can reverse
2: that. I'm doing that myself, but it takes years, especially because I'm in Canada now. So just doing it. But Having said that, it, you know it, Alec Baldwin wrote. I think the, uh, I don't remember what the book was called about the family court system in uh, in California, and it was to the letter what I experienced. I was shaken down almost by by my uh, my ex's lawyer, where they they caught me in the hallway of the courtroom and they like tried to physically intimidate me to pay for her legal fees. Like it was. Maybe they watched
1: the show and they thought you were easily uh, manipulated.
2: Well, I probably shit my pants, so the, maybe I am. But yeah. anyways, it, look, we we digress. But uh, I just think ethics is, uh, you know, and it's lame to say that. I I know that. But uh, I it's think it's not lame I, to say
1: it's not uh, lame to say, you know, listen, ethics. The reason ethics have never been more important and they've never been more dead. Right. Mm-hmm. We have leaderless countries, including ours. We don't have leaders here. Um, and I'm tired of the way polarization um, makes it impossible to criticize someone like Justin Trudeau without people thinking that you're just part of the convoy crowd and all that kind of stuff. I tweeted something the other day about how I think if, if just, I, Trudeau- I agree with
2: that a hundred percent by the way, what you just said.
1: Yeah. We agree with which.
2: Well, that you can't tar everybody with the same, the Trumpians are not all Republicans. The convoy people aren't all conservatives. You know, we have to mm-hmm. try in this crazy environment to, I do it through just talking to them. And if they can put two sentences together and they say anything that's remotely intelligent uh, on their side, then I know, Okay, we just disagree. And that's the way democracy works.
1: Yeah. You know, But,
2: but but you get the people that are, you know, you know, he's in your head rent free, you know, like, that. you know, they're just you can tell they're just, you know, owning the libs like they don't have any, they couldn't probably a lot of the people I'm talking about couldn't really tell you anything about history, yeah. Much about else and politics and how laws are made and governments actually work. And, uh, but it makes sense because it's all come about with the social media, right? Where yeah. now everybody can broadcast their opinion, whether they know what they're talking about or not. So.
1: And also I think, do you think we have a problem, uh, like reflexively, almost subconsciously ranking things. And what I mean by that is if so, if I, if someone criticizes Trudeau, um, the response is always like, Oh, so you want to Pierre Polyev? And it's just like, I, I just was criticizing Trudeau about something. I don't have to rank them. I don't have to compare them to criticize one or criticize the other. Right. You know, like, yeah, like, you know, so to the, whenever whatever well, I put
2: it, es- uh, what Noam Chomsky called the tyranny of of democracy in a way, you know, but like <laughs> the system is built. That's built right in. You have to decide at the end. I talk to a lot of people on the Internet and they frustrate me, but I get what they're saying, which is that I don't want to be a part of any of this. They're all a bunch of scumbags, the politicians, mm-hmm. both yeah. sides. Yeah, uh, probably Ryan would think that way. And, and certain people in your network, uh, maybe you think that way. Uh, I, I, just I think that, that, that the left are
1: insidious in a totally different way, and I don't care if they're equal. You know, I just yeah, yeah. there is a
2: uh, to hate, hate everybody and to walk away from the system. Uh, it's kind of like giving up, and and I see why they do it, and they have every right to do it. But uh, to me, it's just like you know, it's not a perfect world. You know, let's all grow up. But there, there of the two choices we're given, or in Canada, three or four or whatever it is, you know. You do have to pick one. If you don't want to, then you're not even in the game. Uh, and I hate to call it a game, but that's really what it, it is. It's a content. oh, it's a game. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: the um, I, I watched uh, Dean interview Tom Marazzo, which was one of the main convoy guys the other day. Yeah, like it. a couple whenever that was, a couple weeks ago or something for for yeah. like four hours. I I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a but a, bi- a bunch of it, and you know, our my show is basically um a show that it, it, the brand is supposed to stand for like I'm blackballing media in the sense that I want to do stories that the media doesn't want to do because of right. either political correctness or they don't want to be seen as overly, you know, um yeah. uh c- conscientious towards conservatives and all that kind of stuff. Do you remember when platforming was just called interviews and we didn't have to like endorse the people that we were talking to? Sure, of course, of course. That all is right. a thing of the past in a lot of ways now.
2: Yeah, it's very tribal, it's very I think there's a lot of people what I've used is uh, uh, uh is the analogy of sports, you know, like to a lot of people that I talk to, it feels like they're talking about their favorite sports team, not not someone who's going to lead a party, political party or a country. And uh that's problematic because you know, it, how can you vote if you, if that's your <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're just on the, this team, for whatever reason, maybe your was your father was like that, or you just uh, want to be, a lot of people just want to be an asshole, right? <laughs> Let's be honest.
1: I used to so, want to be an asshole. I grew out of that, thankfully. I, like I, it, was, I, yeah. it was a badge of honor for a while. <laughs> I, know. Don't know.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a big fucking mess. Uh, but Pauliev, uh, how do you say his name, by the way? I call him Pauliev.
1: Pauliev. 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 But, uh, the English tongue is Polyev. Pauliev. That's like anybody who
2: follows me, I try to be fair. So someone called him a racist. And mm-hmm. I just said, well, I, I don't know that he's a racist, right? It, it, the same with Trump. I always felt, I don't, th- I don't think Trump's a racist. He's a snob. <laughs> if if some guy's g- kissing his ass and telling him how great he is, and he's, I don't care what color, Trump will love him. I believe that. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, his father, maybe not. But uh, And then Dean posted something that I read that same day where it had all these racial epithets that, that pp is used in parliament
1: oh, I know.
2: Babies, like things i couldn't believe
1: i um, i had never even heard that phrase until that until yeah. i found out that he had said it is that what is he referring to indigenous I,
2: you know what i don't know but i the the, the, the indians being lazy or, or, or aboriginals being lazy was another one but it's very you know hard how many
1: lazy be. white people i know jesus yeah. christ like, yeah,
2: yeah, well that's that's yeah. there's the other side of it of course, yeah. yeah. Um but uh it is sort of a to to say that is uh, definitely uh could I can see why you could be construed as racist, but the reality is we don't really know what's in the heart of these people because they're playing the game harder than anybody because they have yeah. a lot to win and lose in, in elections, right? So power and so uh it's very difficult to you know, you really have to I see I depend on experts a lot. Uh, hmm. for my political opinions because i i'm very intuitive and i i'm afraid that sometimes i'm just wrong so i try to read uh, people that i you know or listen to people on television or podcasts that that i that have the history of being someone that i agree with that know a whole whole lot more than me like david axelrod who's a yeah. very political guy i like following him on twitter i find his thoughts on politics are very similar to my you know, intuition about what I feel about things. Cause I'm not, I'm not a, uh, what do they call them? A snowflake by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just not, I mean, people think because everybody's throwing the names at each other, right? Like what you said about the convoy people, Yeah. you know, but nobody well, wants to take the time to really get into the weeds of these things, you know? But
1: we're we're also really like, it's a strange time because the convoy protest happened and I don't know how, you know, overall, I think the country didn't really like it. Listen, if, if, no, if no one was really arrested, you know, I didn't understand two things. One is I didn't understand the bank account thing. I was like, if, somebody, if someone in Gladys sent five bucks to this GoFundMe, why is she in trouble? What, 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 I don't understand. Like, were they all in on it? That seems very vast, uh, vast conspiracy. And the other thing was CBC putting out think pieces that had headlines like, should employers be allowed to fire people who attended the convoy protest? And it's yeah. like, really? Whoa. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's where you have to differentiate between the people that block bridges mm-hmm. and cause problems versus people that just were there to protest because we're allowed to protest. And, and yeah. I've been public. I've been anti-mandate for a long time. Uh, I was uh, fine with the mandates when they first happened. And then I went out in the world and saw all of the uh, things about it that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought about people that lost their businesses and their jobs, uh, over it and it upset me. And, uh, so I became anti-mandate, but, but to most people I'm Spenny the snowflake idiot, you know, <laughs> and which is what it is, which is what people, you know, project onto you, uh, because you know, that nobody wants to take the time to have the, or you don't even have the chance to take the, have the conversation on social media, really you've gotten into it with people where you're writing back and forth in the comments and they're somewhat lengthy. You can't do it as much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I tend to stay away from that now. I used to do that a lot. I I used to have this idea similar to what you were saying about, like, if you, if you turn your back on this stuff now, when we're just starting to get in trouble, then you're probably part of the problem. Like you need to engage. I think people need to engage and try to put some, you know, civility back into things. But I I used to think that social media was such where it's like, if there wasn't voices of reason trying to interject and have actual conversations, then social media would be overrun by the crazies. And so I used to yeah. think that it was like almost my civic duty <laughs> to try to like, and then I would just end up causing more fights. It's really fucked up that way. Like you want to go in and like, you know, be a, vo- a moderate voice.' Oh, you, can't, and you, you can't, get snarky or they get snarky?
2: But then James, yeah. there's the trolls who, yeah. who they don't even have a point of view. they just want to create. Hate and anger and confusion. Mm -hmm. So I've I lately really thought about why I'm doing this. You know, I mean, people have always said to me, you know, uh, nobody cares what you say, this, that, and the other, and that may be true. Uh, I originally like doing it because if you went to a bar with me, I would talk about politics. That's just who I am, right?
0: Yeah.
2: On social media, that's what I do. uh, Except I'm talking to you know thousands of people instead of uh, one person at a bar but there is a masturbatory quality to it that, that, and a negative, a negative quality to it. But I I'm very honest, I'm addicted to it. One hundred percent. Uh, it would be difficult for me to stop. I'm not saying I couldn't, I just said it would be difficult for me to stop and I do enjoy it because I'm a writer. I like the language. I like the politics, but I I, I do think it's a negative thing. In, the, in at the end of the day, I don't think at least someone of my stature doesn't change any minds, uh, I'm just doing it for myself, but I get sucked in emotionally. And that's probably not. Uh,
1: you know what? Healthy. I think the contribution that people that, that you make, and I guess me to a certain extent, I, I covered politics as a freelancer for years. Um, I've written like most of a- almost every article I've ever written, like 90% of them probably politically um, centered. But the, I think that the takeaways for people, the contribution that people like us might provide for people. It's is a little abstract. It's not something that can necessarily be measured. And, and when I listen to podcasts I, or, or watch news reports, I extract the, the bits of information that I think is like important or interesting. And I may pass that along to somebody. I'm not necessarily crediting the person that's on my screen, but I'm picking up what they're putting down and I'm putting it somewhere else. So you know, I, and, yeah, But there is defi- there's definitely a downside to not participating at all. And the weird thing about the pandemic is that it completely activated, um, which is also pro- probably a, uh, an ancillary impact from the Trump election. But it activated people who, won't nor- who were not normally politically inclined. Um, and a lot of those people happen to be um, have some fairly right wing views. And a lot of them are um, not, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but, but a lot of them aren't very informed. You know, but the but it's the thing stupid, is, there are nice people that aren't informed. They're not oh, yeah. all trolls, you know, like, and it's just, I was feeling this way. <clears throat> it's funny. I got ganged up a little bit for, for saying this on air, but in 2020, I was like, guys, we're going to have to be careful about how we start speaking about these people that don't want to get vaccines. Like we we have to make sure that we don't pretend that it's okay to put them in a pit and yeah. to just set them on fire because I feel like we're going in that direction. And then like a year later, the Toronto star had on their front page I, th- I don't know if it was a doctor, but there was a quote and it was like, if you aren't vaccinated and you die, I really don't care. And it was like this whole piece about yeah, how, right, like, right, you know, right, should right, we right. stop caring about people if they don't care about? No, wait, here's what, here's how
2: I intellectually do it is that I've realized that uh, not everyone wants the vaccine and you can't force them to get a vaccine. And that's it. Whether they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter to me. So I don't hate someone who doesn't want to get a vaccine. I'll say that maybe they're selfish because uh, they might be carrying the disease and giving it to someone who, will, who could possibly die from it or certainly get very sick. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, again, if you scratch below the surface with me, I'll come out and say it. But yeah, I have no problem with people that don't want to get a vaccine. I, I, yeah. I, don't, know, I don't know how. The, the only other thing is they have to get it, and I'm against that. So I, I don't know how else to...
1: Well, the issue back then is still the same issue. And that's the issue. Can can the government forcibly inject you with something?
2: Well, they can't, so they coerce you. And and, and that's why I became against mandates in a way, because it would be one thing, and and it's sad. I'm triple vaxxed, I guess. Uh, I would get another one if I felt it it was the right thing to do. And I listened to all the doctors, uh, you know, the, the vast majority of doctors, because... I don't believe in conspiracies that they're trying to implant something into me or anything like that. Uh, and not to mention all these people that they are anti-vaxxers, they've all been probably vaccinated for smallpox and any number of things when yeah. they were young. Uh, but having said that it's, it's, it's like the abortion thing. It's very similar. It's like, do you have the right to your body and choices that you want to make?
1: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, that, that is not an unfair comparison. It, it's, somewhere uh, in this pandemic, um, there was like a shift in the thinking of the international body known as the World Health Organization. And I don't know how many people know this. I've mentioned it a couple of times. But after SARS, uh, the one in 2003 or whenever that was, they started to implement a plan for a big sort of pandemic uh, that would be coming down the line. They, They were predicting that one would be coming. And what would the plan look like? And I've heard some experts actually on Al Jazeera talk about how this plan was just like, was not meant for any particular pandemic. So if it was like an avian flu that went around instead of uh, COVID, or if it was malaria or whatever the hell, that the same plan of isolation and this and that would be used. And then they would adjust based on how it was spread and all that kind of stuff. I mean- that doesn't seem very robust like like shouldn't you make plans customized for specific diseases as you go because i think that the people were really confused because and the worst thing is is that trump was right it is kind of like a flu like we're gonna have to get boosters probably like we're gonna have a flu shot we're gonna have the covet shot um the symptoms are similar the death rate is similar Uh, you know i i hate to agree with him too but there is a he was doing out of ignorance he he was not doing it because he knew, but now that we're here, two years later, it's going to be like the flu every year. There's going to be a COVID shot, and we weren't forced there to get the already flu shot. Was,
2: there already. Was uh, you know these shots? I just want to say, Christy says uh, sometimes I look at the comments comparing the uh, abortion and the vaccine as apples to oranges. I don't think so at all. I mean, yes, obviously they're very different uh, medical uh, procedures but the the overlying issue as to a, uh, having autonomy over your body is exactly the same I mean women should have the right to to have an abortion if that's what they think is the right thing to do and uh, if someone doesn't and i I didn't I, it took me a while to realize it there's a lot of people that don't want to take the vaccine I think what we're all upset about James is the politicalization of it that's that's yeah. what frustrates us you
1: know and the polarization of it Yes, because if you don't have a vaccine and someone is pro vaccine that person has a an identity constructed for you immediately after they find out that you don't have it whether or not that it's even true and there are people that are so pro vaccine that i'm just like all right take it easy take it easy a little bit it was just a perfect storm of awfulness that the efficacy rate was lower so the conspiracy theorists said that that proved that it was a fraud and all this kind of stuff um I don't know. I'm double bass.
2: Stone sea Witch, who I, I I guess I see on social media a lot, is saying that uh, you know uh, uh, abortions don't affect uh, hospitals uh, and being able to get into an emergency hospital because it's so full. And and that's absolutely true. Um, when I, I'm just saying that ultimately, uh, I, I suppose you're arguing for coercion to get people to take the vaccine. In other words, you can't. You're not going to be allowed to work and support your family. If you don't get this vaccine, uh, you know, that's a reasonable argument. I don't, I don't agree with it, but I, I have no issue with someone thinking that that makes sense. Right.
1: Well, there were people that, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but at school, um, I remember knowing two or three kids in elementary school who were exempt. They didn't, they weren't vaccinated. Um, and you know, for what you could have, well, you could, yeah, well, whatever they said, probably religious, but, um, whatever the whatever lie they they told the principal. But there is like a uh quite a difference between how we treated the anti-vaxxer before this pandemic and now. Um and I used to have a soft spot for um the people that were kind of uh bamboozled by the Theory that you would get autism Because of the mercury inside vaccines yeah, There yeah. was a whole generation of parents Who were completely motivated By the safety of their kids It wasn't about conspiracies or pharmaceuticals They just had information that was yeah. being Touted by Robert Kennedy Jr. and other people They thought were reputable yeah. and then all of a sudden After a decade of that or whatever it was they're like Oh that was a lie and they're already there They're conditioned how are you going to convince them To then not protect their kids if that's what They think they're doing you know like it was Different this was political this was like every conspiracy theory you can imagine from globalism to the Chinese menace well, to this. Here's you know. another
2: here's another great comment by one of your uh, viewers. Um, I, I don't remember who, who it was now because it's off the screen and I'm not going to start scrolling for it. But they said that. Why do they have to say it's a hoax? Right. And that's that's very true. Why not just say I don't want a vaccine? End of story. Yeah. But when you start saying it's a hoax and uh, Bill Gates is putting a microchip it pisses people off because it's yeah. you know uh and why who who came who who's who told them it was a hoax and do they actually believe that or you know it's just it's so complex it's so complicated
1: Yeah you know it makes me kind of lose hope like that that tweet earlier about the uh the Twitter thing and about um oh sorry about how uh we we don't read print anymore yeah you know um we don't read anymore we scroll and then we stop and we probably click on memes i'm using the royal we we probably click on memes more than we click on articles if you've ever had that um thing pop up where you tried to quote tweet something and and twitter's like would you like to fucking read the article first dickhead and you're like no yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're like no i don't (laughs) like now i don't even more but uh you know, but, but we but we do that and we get our that's where we get our political education from now is, is Twitter well, news.
2: I'm gonna bring up Noam Chomsky again, because someone that uh, you know, whether you like or hate his politics, it's really has nothing
1: to do I'm with it. I'm trying whatever. my best not to tell you that I've had him on twice, but okay. Really? Yeah, cool. And the okay. first first time was I was nervous as hell, but it was a pretty good interview. And the second time, you know, he's ninety three, he forgot about the time difference, and I and I had to rush an interview and I hated it. I haven't even watched it. <laughs> So,
2: awesome. it, you know, he talks about in, in an old uh, documentary, and it was based on a book he did about concision, and that once you uh, take away the long form, which a book would be versus a tweet, obviously, uh, you, you can't express complex thoughts. Mm. Right. So <laughs> and my argument is that uh, to the kids uh, who have never really read books, uh you know, uh, I'm not I, I I don't even know if they are capable of of having This sounds. I don't mean it to sound as bad as it's going to sound, but I, I mean, it's a muscle, right? The brain, you know, mm-hmm. and, and reading takes concentration and it's a it's a complex thing of, of, of re- reading and taking it in and being able to balance what you know with what you're reading. Are they even able to do that because they've never done it? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, I, I, I'm, I'm old. I, I grew up uh, before the internet, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, you remember uh, that
1: stick ball and fishing with like string yeah. and well, stick? Well,
2: fishing, yes, yes, I remember it all. But yeah. uh, again, I'm, not, I'm just, I, and I'm not saying anything. Like that just me be where the world evolves. But what Chomsky said about that's very true. And that's what we're kind of talking about. Like you can't, I'm going to be a snowflake to anybody who doesn't take the time to talk to me about all the different issues to come to a conclusion of where I am on the political spectrum. Right. And it's the same with anything you read. Like you can't understand history in any kind of way. If you don't delve into the many complexities of, of world war two of everything, you know, like yeah. it's just,
1: I, and I would say that the, the where the left is guilty of that is uh, where they try to censor people from talking about certain topics that have become their sacred cows and all that kind of stuff. And I don't really want to get into the weeds on this. I had a I had a trans activist on the show not too long ago named Karina Cohn. And, you know, she happened to have the same. I, I had never heard a trans activist who had the opinion that trans women should not be playing women's sports. So I thought it was interesting to have her on and have that perspective. Um, but I've been, I, I'm, you know, my kids are approaching the age where they're going to start learning about gender in, in grade school. And, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, this ain't fucking real. There's not dozens of genders. Even though I would lean that way, I just want to see the data. I just want to see the science. That's, I want what, to Bill how
2: just- said, that's what Bill Maher said. And he ate shit for, and he's still eating shit about that. No, and, I, and you know what? But that's, but if you, you know, the one thing you learn, I think, as a mature person, and I don't mean just years on the planet, but just being mature, is that you're know, there's you going to come up against people that you disagree with the, a, a, and you might have to live with it for whatever reason. It's going to brush up against, geez, if I, if I say this about something with the trans community, mm-hmm. I, all of a sudden, even though I don't mean it in my heart, I have nothing against them, uh, they might take it in a way you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it's very difficult to negotiate this stuff without deep discussion and uh, hugs. And, you know, you know. But like what your thought was, I kind of know what you're thinking. I mean, let's just bring it up. I mean, uh, women, uh, biological uh, women versus trans women in sports. Do, does the trans woman have an advantage? I, I don't. And I don't even see. I just don't care you know, I get so I've been hated so much from Kenny versus Spenny for so long. I don't care anymore.
1: (laughs) I don't know anyone by the way. And I knew a lot of people that watch that show. I've never heard anyone go like this. I fucking hate Spenny. No one ever said that. You know what we were doing when we were at home in college, watching you guys, we were like this. Why does he fucking get mad when he (laughs) knows that this guy's going to do shit?
2: (laughs) Because I did, because, well, I can go, that's a whole other show, but, uh, and I can answer that, but, uh, but you know, it's the same thing. It's like Bill Maher; he doesn't toe the liberal line,
1: oh, I know. right?
2: And he's an old dude. You know, he's getting killed, and it's just the world we're living in. Everybody's so fucking judgmental, you know. Yeah. And let's just say, I let's just say that I think that uh, yeah, maybe there is a, a, an advantage to a, a non biological uh, trans person in a woman's sport. I don't know. I'm not a fucking. I, I haven't. You know, well, we all I mean, we all know. I say that, and uh, that doesn't mean I hate trans people. That doesn't yes. mean anything. But, but people will jump on it. They'll just like they'll say I'm a snowflake. When if you talk to me, I'm probably not as snowflakey as you think I am. This is this is the this is the uh, tyranny of this social media of sound bites yeah. versus conversations of memes versus you know it's not surprising, you know, you just have to stay sane in it somehow. <laughs> I don't know. That's no,
1: you're, I- you're absolutely right. And I was, you know, I, I, I don't mind stepping into that world once in a while. <clears throat> I used to do it a lot. And, um, I kind of stopped doing it as much because I could predict how it would play out. You know, it would, it would just be you no know, people don't care about your context and, and heaven forbid you, you put something in your original tweet. And then the second tweet, you're like, Oh, hold on Edit. It was actually this and that. And then 50 people will be like, well, you said this. Yeah. And then I'll be like, yeah, I know. But then I said that. But you said that first. And it's just like, <laughs> right, fuck you. Like if you were in person with me right now. If we had this- that, I, I get I get uh, I'll get
2: accused of things in a tweet that I tweeted that I didn't say it. it it may be, you know, slightly related to something in the subject of the tweet. But I never gave the opinion that they're accusing me of having because I don't have that opinion
1: i like this one though
2: what's this
1: uh this is rebel news saying a new trend has emerged on twitter recently olympians politicians and everyday canadians are sharing their displeasure with the prime minister online along with the tag trudeau must go and you're like wow this is all in caps wow rebel news pushing the bot strategy unbelievable what hack and deceptive journalism don't ever forget this stuff oh that yeah i never think of it. you look younger than me look dude that was one of the most old man tweets, I, the best old man tweet I've seen today. That was, was that one. You I am not the the last shaker.
2: sentence. Is, the last sentence is critical because what goes along with the information age, James, is uh, you don't remember. Because you're getting yeah. so much information. So when is, when is our next federal election where PP going to run against Trudeau or whoever the liberals put um, up? Right?
1: Anytime uh, within, it's up to Jagmeet Singh in a way, but um, anytime between like a year from now and two right. and a half years from now, I would say. Right. But, yeah. Now,
2: will this whole Trudeau bot thing be such a a, a, a memory so far away? That's why I wrote you must re- I write that a lot. Remember this. Remember this when it comes time to vote cuz you're going to have 8 billion other things thrown into your brain between now and then.
1: Yeah, so what but this was because they were responsible for the bot thing, right, Rebel? Isn't that why this is interesting?
2: No, I I maybe. See, I like I said as I said to you and you don't like that I say it. I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about. <laughs> for me it looks like Rebel news is trying to pass off this bot thing as uh, a real thing.
1: Oh, I thought oh, that could that definitely looks like that. I had thought that we found out later that they were part of the machine, the mechanism that dispersed the bots.
2: Hey, I got Kenny um, calling. I'm going to see if he, he'll talk to me. Kenny. No, hang on, hang on. I'm on, uh, say hi to people. I'm on a podcast, James Diafore's uh, podcast. <laughs> Say hi.
1: What's up, Kenny? How you doing, buddy? You molested my son. <laughs> I was going to sue you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I That's thought she Kenny. was your daughter. Okay. Yeah, okay.
2: I um, <laughs> thought he hung up on me. So, um. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: well, okay, this is the first uh, time I've ever talked to him, and I got accused of pedophilia. I can now see why he got under your skin a little bit. Um
2: <laughs> what I mean. what I Got, that's his go to right off the bat. I mean yeah. within five minutes of our live show, he's accused me of
1: He's I, the I, guy I where if 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 he calls you and you're in the car with kids, you never tell him that.
2: Oh okay. no, we have a we we don't we uh, You're uh, on speaker,
1: speaker, the kids are in the car. Yeah. Oh, okay. That happened today. Oh, did
2: it? I, yeah, I just said the word uh sexual assault And he goes, Oh I'm a, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know <laughs> anyways, um yeah. where were we?
1: Um, we were talking about uh, rebel news and uh, whether or not they're part of the bot farm thing. But I think the bigger point that you're making was, was good. We have to, uh, our attention spans are being deteriorated and eroded by, by what we're looking at in social media. That's why we only scratch the surface. That's why we never dig deep. Um, And
2: by the way, it happened with television. You know what I mean? It didn't just happen with the internet. It's just made it accelerated it and probably made it worse. But
1: you know, what's weird is that the internet, when it came out and, um, I started really getting online, I guess you could call it like on a regular basis in like 99, 2000 or something like that. And it was like the, the chat rooms there, which was basically like social media light, like really light, but they're so different compared to, yeah. Last difference between what chat rooms used to be and what it is right now is amazing because before you know, like people had like some arguments, but it was almost like a prerequisite not to be a complete piece of shit. You know, like that was sort of the way that we handled things. And I don't like the algorithm wars that we've been experiencing at the hands of big tech, where they get us to fight on purpose.
2: Right. That's that's a very good point. I I always forget about that. That's a whole other layer. Well, they probably have an
1: algorithm that makes you forget, too. Right. And they make
2: money off of it, which is, you know, even more obscene, really. But again, I you know, it's just it's very difficult to navigate this world that we're in right now with any kind of consistent, uh, philosophical view, uh, you know, cause you, 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 say one thing wrong and you're, <laughs> you're, you're anti-trans or you're fucking this or that or the other. It's just like, wow.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Um, and, and the way that we talk about each other, that whole dehumanizing thing, um, I, I just, I, I fear for what might take place like sometime in the next decade, um, mostly in the United States, not, Really here like I know here we have we definitely Have issues we have problems um, But we don't have as many People with guns who are willing to use Them at a moment
2: This is this this thing like here's here's a I wanted To get your opinion on this which is that Like at at what Point does a, a human being Like Trump Is allowed to It's going to sound Almost fascistic but Is is allowed to undermine the most sacred aspect of democracy. And what he's done lately, and he's done this before, is he's threatened uh co- covertly that his people are going to get violent if he's indicted for anything. I know. Like, I know. I, so,
1: that should be how a crime how is in and in of itself. How's that not incitement, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. How is how is the system? And again, you know, this isn't directed at all Republicans. I'm talking about a specific person here who happened to Mm -hmm. have been president of the United States. I I mean, that's a pretty free country. (laughs) I mean, they're basically letting him gaslight democracy. And, you know, and they're talking about it in the news like like, you know, America might become fascist. You know, and yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's, well, they're already kind of like, I mean, there, Who was it that said, it might have been Chomsky actually, that said that um, the the authoritarianism that Western nations uh, are going to experience um, will be a quiet corporate takeover yeah. of government, right? I, know I can't the, remember.
2: What he said was, and this is, I'm sure he said that too, he said that uh, in a old school fascist dictatorship, uh, they get you to do what they want because they've got a gun to your head or a, a bludgeon over your head but what you're talking about the quiet thing is they have to control your mind. Yeah. So that They don't have to use, So it becomes a, in fact, I have this paranoid fantasy that if, if someone like Trump, if fascism takes hold in the U S seriously, what do you think will happen to Canada? Think about it in the future when there's water and pollution and I'll tell you what could happen. And it's fucking scary and it's horrible, but it happens in history. Like, you know, we have to sort of we, we're so modern. We seem to think we're immune, to, you know. In a way, COVID was kind of a wake up call, you know. Like we're yeah. even with medicine, we're not really immune to fucking, you know. Forget the weather, uh, political, uh, all kinds of things can happen and are happening now. I mean, if you're in your uh, Ukraine, I felt, and I'm just speaking for myself, growing up, that I, I felt like we were too smart, too sophisticated, for any really bad things to happen anymore with nuclear wow. weapons and the taunt and all this stuff and you know it's bullshit anything could fucking happen anything can happen and we have to i think uh, like the fact that trump's allowed to to do this is is remarkable to me just absolutely See, I,
1: and what else is remarkable and i agree with you is that when certain people hear you say that they get triggered in a way that right. i can't even explain right I, I,
2: I, I made it very clear that i was talking about one guy
1: oh i know but there but they would say how would you listen to this liberal saying that trump shouldn't be able to get away with protecting his country they will take I, what I, you I, said really, and redefine it and it's like but
2: i can say it because i'm not in power we're talking about a guy who mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah
2: is a powerful guy uh you know and i i don't like saying it i don't i don't know i i'm sort of put in a corner to say it because I do find it remarkable. Like when I hear Liz Cheney talk, here's a person that politically I probably would despise, right? Uh, uh, she's a conservative. She just
1: person. smiles so goddamn much. It's hard to take, <laughs> but I've um, never seen her smile. She's never. a party gal. No, I get it.
2: But um, look, uh, you know, and, and uh, I sort of, when she speaks, it, it sheds chills down my spine because I think she's right. Like 100% right. And Adam Kinzinger, and I'm wondering where are all these other fucking Republicans? Like, where
1: are they? Like, they're not. There's so few of them that are. They're afraid to get primaried. Because didn't that just happen to Liz Cheney? She's out now, isn't she? She just lost her election, didn't she? Yeah,
2: she's she's yeah. she's well, she's the January 6th committee. She'll probably run for president and lose. But uh,
1: imagine if she anyways, was the moderate. I'm not saying
2: imagine? anything should happen to him. It's just amazing to me that there's nothing built into the system, process-wise, to to. He, he literally will have to be indicted on a crime and then he won't be allowed to be president. And I think I talk- he'll
1: probably die before it gets to court. I think, you know, I, I do. Actually, I, what I really Wait
2: a, think- a sec, the election, he, yeah. he might live to the election, uh, 2024. So I'm just saying that at the end of the day, I'm not a sadist. I don't, I know you see all the memes with them in orange suits and the whole family and I, I can't stand that's them. That's not again.
1: a sadist, that's- Doing what's right for the world
2: okay okay well I, I, again I'm overly <laughs> yeah. nice okay. and uh, no, <laughs> he, he you know he could easily become president again and uh, as far as I'm concerned so every time people say to me he's living in your uh, he's not president anymore he's in your head rent free it, it just blows my mind that they don't know that he could uh, he's still a viable he still controls the Republican party. there's two parties in the United States. Yeah. People are so dumb. I, I I don't know what else. There's no other way to put it that they have a political opinion and they don't understand why people are still hysterical about Donald J. Trump.
1: Oh, yeah. That's I agree 100%. with you 100%. He could totally win. He could, he, he could absolutely win. And here, like, okay, the best case scenario for that country is that they, I think that they they should destroy him publicly with all of the leaked information about the shit that he did criminally so he yeah, can't criminally. Run well no because the best situation would be for him to run and lose right that would be the best uh, situation for the country because if you prevent no i think it's just as dangerous if you prevent him from running then everyone's Obviously. ignited right like then they're all like uh, that's, the a, that's
2: a good argument but i disagree with it but uh you could be right i i, I think you just take him out of the equation but then you're gonna have that's what I'm saying. The cancer is spread. You've got the Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, she's a nobody really on the national picture. She can never become president. But look who they're electing. Like it's I know
1: it's like the Tea Party kids that were over at. what? Uh, well, they the say Newt Gingrich,
2: you can blame Newt Gingrich for all of this. I'm I'm always against blaming one person because this is never it, it just can't be true. But they say he was a huge part with that whole Tea Party thing.
1: Yeah. And where well, we are right now, it was a group yeah. effort, I think, but he was definitely probably one of them for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it created a weird thing that whole era of like Tea Party and Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin was like, I, I remember thinking at the time, like, there's no way they can get lower than this. This is insanely stupid. This person is oh, they've
2: got they've surpassed it,
1: and me. then Trump. So now we have to, we have to come to grips with the idea that if there is someone out there worse than Trump they stand a chance of getting elected in the United States of America. Right. That's and that's fucking saying. crazy. Like that. I don't know how, <clears throat> I don't know if this, any of this is reversible. Like if Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and whoever else just like disappeared. No, tomorrow. You said it, you
2: actually say, I think the, the, the most wisdom uh, about what you said was that if he's humiliated, if he runs against Trump and he's mm-hmm. humiliated, You know, the whole thing with the Trump movement is winning. Remember, you're going to get so sick of winning. Now we find out that he really wasn't a a, a great businessman. He was actually an awful businessman who lied and cheated and conned. Uh, And then, you know, if he loses again, I I don't think I I, I share your fear, but I I do think there's a way of it going away. Well, I don't
1: understand why the CIA can take out Kennedy for Vietnam, but they can't, you know.
2: Well, that's the, what well, you can't even say that because that's their whole deep state thing. Like that's that's I'm like the worst. Like,
1: thing say. like they're they're a bit lazy. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, first of all, I we could talk about the Kennedy assassination. I don't think I, I you think it was the CIA. You sounded very confident.
1: I love the Kennedy story because when I was a kid, it's probably Oliver Stone's fault, I was like clearly it was a conspiracy. Something happened to that man, and it wasn't just the lone gunman. And then when I got older, the conventional vis- wisdom flipped to, you know what? Turns out a lot of people conspiracy theorists, and it, it was most likely a lone gunman. I don't think it was a lone gunman, and I don't know who did it. Then that's pretty much where I am on that. Okay. Like, you sounded interesting.
2: All, I think it was the mafia, personally, uh, and I don't think it was the lone gunman theory whatsoever. I, I believe the Warren Report uh, didn't think the country could handle the reality of it, so they they whitewashed it. Uh, But I don't know what I'm talking about, as I've said many times on this program. <laughs> but uh, that, but the guy, Marcella, the right place, uh, New Orleans mob boss, I think his name was Marcellus. Uh, famous yeah, he was games. played
1: by John Candy in the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. He was,
2: yeah. uh, which is weird casting when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, who knows? But yeah, I think it's a conspiracy. So there, right away, uh, I I don't think all conspiracies are full of shit. But when you can dis. Then it becomes full of shit.
1: You're frozen on my screen right now, but it's okay because I gotta go because the next show is going to be coming on soon. But um, all right, well, well, dude, I could I, talk to you about I could talk to you about this stuff all day though. So um, I know, I know. On, well, have- one day, uh, one day, one day. Do you
2: know, do you don't drink? Is that what's what it, you I what? I drink. Like-
1: uh, I drink very. I've have, I've have a funny story before we go. Actually, I drink Corona, <laughs> and that's it. Um, I I I, dr- I only drink Corona to the point where my stomach, if it has any other beer, is just like get the fuck out of here i went to the local lcbo to get corona and i've already Look at lost your screen. my man- Look at your screen what i got a corona i can't you're you're frozen in my screen oh sorry yeah, what, happens, right. what happens in the software is that you might not be frozen anyone else but to me you're frozen okay. anyway so i got some corona and i got uh but they only had the mini bottles and <clears throat> actually says the word little on the side of the case so i'm just like i already lost my man card for drinking corona and now you have to put the word little on these little <laughs> hobbit sized beers and stuff but um, yeah it's all i drink i drink like a six every couple weeks something like that
2: well give me a call we'll, we'll continue this uh it's endless the conversations you're interesting uh to talk to and i i like being on the show so uh right, thank buddy. you for having me
1: thanks benny i appreciate it buddy we'll talk to you soon okay. Bye. spencer rice aka spenny i at first i was like do i call him spenny or spencer because i you know he when i look at him, my brain just yells spenny um and, and I address him as Spencer in emails. And uh, now that I've seen that he writes his own name as Spenny, I'm going to just probably start calling him Spenny. Um, that was a good conversation. That was a, uh, a comfortable way to come back. And um, yeah, um, I don't have any shows booked tomorrow or Friday yet, but I'm thinking of doing a solo show tomorrow. And um, yeah, I have a, advice to give people before I go um you shouldn't try to have relationships if you're still cohabitating with your ex-wife and that's it that is my advice and we'll see you next time on blackball mm.
0: Blackball. Black 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 black,
1: black 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 black
0: I wanna
1: at the blue
2: The podcast that goes everywhere the
1: imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker.